Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. You're listening to the Modern Coach podcast. This is episode number six. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Modern Coach Podcast. I am excited to dive into your soulmate client process. And I think before we get started, let me just explain to you why I call them soulmate clients. Because I think this is a, a huge misconception in the coaching space in general. And in, in the business world, I find that lots of people think that when I say perfect client, ideal client, soulmate client, this is the client that you're going to be working with for the rest of all eternity. And this is just not the case. And when I say soulmate client, you know, yes, it is a little bit of a play in words, finding your soulmate, yada, yada, yada. But it's more about understanding that in every season of your life, you're going to have a perfect ideal person. For me, a soulmate client is someone who pays in full, someone who is really vibey, someone who is really motivated, someone who is an action taker, someone who is really excited to implement the work, someone is who is very service focused, who wants to help people, who's not in it just for the money, right? Someone who is mission oriented, someone who wants to have more freedom. Like all of those elements are of my soulmate client right this very moment. But maybe a year ago, it would have been someone who, you know, wanted to pay on a payment plan, who wanted to just make more money, who wanted to launch a program. Like there are different seasons of your life where different types of clients are going to apply to whatever it is that that you want to do. And inside of my signature program called the Soulmate Client Accelerator, I talk about this process called the mirror dimension, where I feel like a lot of the time when we're working on ourselves and when we are going deeper into our coaching work, we will attract clients who mirror certain elements of either our past or our present or even our future sometimes, depending on where we're at in in the journey. And I just want you to, to know and to remind you that Just because you declare today that, you know, one client is your quote unquote soulmate doesn't mean that you have to stay married to that client for the rest of all eternity. (laughs) Divorce exists for a reason. (laughs) And it's okay for you to change your mind and it's okay for you to have different soulmate clients for different seasons of your business and for different offers in your business too. I went to this festival yesterday with um, a really great girlfriend and we were talking about like the girl gang tribe. We moved to this, you know, seaside town together basically recently and we we met by chance. We were talking about how 
isn't it funny how we manifest friends and and how I I set an intention last summer to find someone in in this new town who was very similar to me who you know had a business who was spiritual who was a coach who was all of these different things right and we were having this conversation about how it's great that we found each other but also like let's set an in an intention to manifest more friends because there are going to be different facets of your life that your different friends support you with right and i know that when i lived in london i had you know one type of friend for this thing another type of friend for that thing and it, and i think it's the same with clients and it's the same with offers that you might have a great friend who you know will be down for like a rooftop bar and will be really, really, you know, fun to hang out with. And then you have another type of friend who is really great with kids and really great for going, you know, to the park with. And then you maybe have another type of friend who is a really great, you know, coraller of all the people who always organizes all of these great events. And if you need some help with this thing, you go to that friend, right? And especially when we go into more of the emotional side of things, I know there are different problems that I have in my life that I would talk to different friends about, right? And I think it's the same with our clients and with our offers, that our soulmate clients, quote unquote, they're different types of people for different types of seasons. And it's okay for you to not know who your ideal client is. You're not supposed to. It makes a lot more sense to look at what is the problem that I want to solve right this very second What's a tangible outcome I can gift my client and who would the perfect person be for this offer? And I think that, you know, a lot of the time we forget that the soulmate client comes from the offer. The first qualifier of the soulmate client is someone who is willing to pay you what you want. If they are not willing to pay you what you want, then they are not the soulmate client. And I think a lot of coaches get into this catch-22 situation where they have a problem that they want to solve, but their, you know, the, the version of the ideal client in their head isn't willing to pay for that solution. Therefore, that they're, they're not the soulmate client for that, for that offer. And I know that's, that sounds very like simplistic, but I see so many people catch themselves out and forget that like you as a coach, you're providing a service, you're providing an outcome you're providing something and that something is exchangeable with money and if we're not getting paid for the work that we're doing then it's a hobby it's an expensive hobby that you're probably overqualified for but a hobby nonetheless and I think the first integral part of your soulmate client is someone who is willing to pay you who is willing to invest in working with you and they see it as that. Like I know all of my clients see working with me as an investment that's sometimes non-negotiable, sometimes it is. And you know, what do I mean by non-negotiable? As in they they see coaching as paying for their insurance or they see it as paying for their mortgage. And it's it's a non-negotiable for them. It's I know coaching and and therapy and all of the mindset work that I do is non-negotiable for me. There is just no way that I would ever stop doing it. And for me, my ideal soulmate people are the ones that view it the exact same way. In your niche, in your area, I want you to think about like what does make up the ideal person? What would they be like? How do they make their decisions? Are they like scared to invest? Are they 
hesitant? Are they excited? Are they, you know, do they buy all the things all the time? What, who is that person? And I think that when we start thinking about it in those terms, it becomes much easier to think about, well, what's the process, a sales process that I want to follow with, you know, with my people? So what is the soulmate client process? I hear you ask. And the way that I see it, for me, it always starts with your paid offer. I don't think you can ever decide on how you're going to sell something without understanding what you're selling first and to whom. So step one is always your paid offer. And what does it look like? What are the deliverables? What is your essentially minimum viable product? The MVP is what it's called, whereby you decide what are the inclusions within it. We do have a 12-step offer test that we go through. So like the 12 steps to creating an irresistible offer. But beyond like the 12 steps, the, the core ones that you need to think about is like, what is the specific outcome? What do they get at the end of working with you? What's the time frame? How are you delivering it? What's the investment? Like, those are the key things that I want you to think about first before moving on to any of the other ones, right? So when we look at your soulmate paid offer, you essentially want to think about what are those things that they're getting and what is the process that you're taking someone through? So I always like to say to my clients when we start working together, can you make it very specific, very tight in terms of the time that you're spending with the client? There's nothing worse, in my opinion, than signing on a client to work with you for months and months when you don't actually know whether, the, 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 whether they are the right fit for what you're selling. I always like to start off any new client in a smaller capacity for a shorter time frame with a very specific outcome. Because here's the thing. As a coach, you're going to go into different segments of someone's life. When I speak to my clients on a weekly basis, particularly ones that I work with long term, we go into, you know, their marriages, their kids, their their home life, the relationship with their parents, like things that are not necessarily in the remit of the business coaching space. But we still discuss those because they affect how someone shows up in their business, how someone creates processes, how someone ends up, you know, repeating different cycles. So those specific, you know, different topics of life, they're not necessarily something that you can account for in a framework when you first start working with someone. Th those topics, I find, usually are the deep dives based on a specific situation that's coming up. When I start working with a client, though, I like to give them a very specific, tangible timeline. We like to set goals. And I like to know that there is going to be a win at the end of our working relationship. When you work with a coaching client over a long time, like I've got a few clients who I work with over a year long period, we set goals in a very uh, similar way, but for the quarter, but within that quarter, we like deviate. So the point being is that step one in your soulmate client process is understanding what is the offer? What am I offering someone? What's the outcome? And how long is it going to take them to get to the outcome? Because I find that a lot of the coaching space is very like vague, you know, what does freedom mean? Have more freedom, have more time, how many hours? So I want your offer to be very tangible and specific, no matter what niche you're in. And that's step one. Step two is then what is your free offer? 
So if we figured out what our paid offer is, how can we create a freebie that links directly to your paid offer? And the reason we do this second is because your freebie needs to be aligned with your paid offer. What most people do is they design a freebie and then they start thinking about, oh, well, I'm a coach and this should somehow link to whatever it is that I'm selling. Whereas that's a very backwards way of looking at it, right? If you have a free offer that doesn't really link to whatever it is that you're selling, you've just spent weeks, if not months, developing something for free that isn't really aligned. So what we want to do is, step one, look at your paid offer. Step two, look at your free offer that is aligned to your paid offer. So they are interlinked and they are generally one and the same. They're like two sides of the same coin. So we look at your paid offer, we look at your free offer, and then we look at your content strategy. So how are you going to get people to take you up on your free offer? Because if they're interested in your free offer, chances are they're going to be interested in your paid offer. So step three in our soulmate client process is content. Do we have a content strategy that we can rely on? Do we have a content nurture strategy in place where we have people coming back for more over a period of time? right? We don't want to just hit it and quit it. We want to be able to court our people. Just like in any relationship, in the dating process, we want to know, right? What's what's in it for me? Are we going to be in a very fruitful, sexy relationship? Or are we going to be in a, you know, booty curl, dirty mistress type of relationship? I always want it to be the former. I want to be in a long lasting, sexy relationship that pays off over time. Your content strategy needs to do a very similar thing. So we have your paid offer, step one. Step two, you have your free offer. Step three, you have your content strategy. Step four, I want you to figure out what is your sales process. So I usually will advise my coaching clients to get comfortable with selling over the phone, over a Zoom call, over a Skype call, if that's your jam, because the uptake rate, as in like your conversion rate for clients is so much higher over a phone call. And I actually don't understand why people have such a terrible relationship with selling. Like, why phone calls get such a bad rep? I see so many coaches online being like, fuck sales calls. Sales calls are the root of all evil. Whereas I'm looking at the history of, of the said coach and she's done over 100 sales calls. She knows how to sell to people one-to-one And she now wants to find a scalable strategy beyond those 100 clients. Well, the thing is, for most coaches, you don't actually need 100 plus people in your offer to make your minimum monthly requirement. You don't need 100 clients in a group coaching program to meet your money, like minimum monthly payments on whatever it is that you want to make in your life. So why on earth would you be using scalable quote unquote strategies to book a handful of clients when the conversion rate on a launch, so let's say you're doing a course and you're selling it from a webinar or from a uh, live video, the conversion rate is usually three to 5%. Whereas with a phone call, it's it's 50% to 80%. Like I like those odds better. So surely it's not necessarily that phone calls are evil or that you don't want to be having, you know, useless quote unquote conversations with customers. Well, I don't think that they're useless. I just think that you probably don't know how to sell over the phone. And that's the problem. (laughs) Like I remember when I first started in the space, I had a two and a half hour sales conversation that I didn't sell. It was like went on and on and on forever until I figured out like the strategy and the formula for 
essentially getting a client from a maybe to a yes, right? And I look at sales conversations like this, you're a doctor and your patient is coming into you and you're writing them a prescription. So if you're if you have all of the symptoms and you know exactly what they need, you're giving them a prescription. Sometimes that prescription is not going to see you again, it's going to someone else. On a sales call, you're interviewing them to see if they're the right fit for you and for your offer. And they are interviewing you to see if you are the right coach for them and they want to spend time with you. Like there's nothing wrong with that, particularly when people are investing thousands and thousands of dollars, pounds, euros, whatever it may be in working with you. Like give the person the benefit of the doubt that maybe they do need an hour of your time or 30 minutes or 20 minutes of your time to have that conversation to just be assured that they're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for them. There is nothing wrong with doing sales calls. And I see them demonized to high heaven. And it's and for most people, I find it's not that they don't like doing sales calls, is that they just don't know how. So for me, you know, in step uh, four of our framework, it is your sales process. Now, in my signature program, we break that down to profitable conversations, as in like, how can we use DMs? How can we use social media conversations to actually make them profitable? Um, and then step two of that process is how can we have profitable sales calls? Because again, like nowadays, my sales calls last 20 minutes max. Sometimes we don't even do a sales call. Sometimes we just walk back and forth or Facebook Messenger back and forwards, And that's okay because I don't need people to hit up my website and book me immediately. I want to interview people like I only work with a handful of clients and I think that you should only work with a handful of clients too. And if I'm only doing that with a handful of people at my highest level of investment, I want to make sure that they're the right fit for my offers. So rather selfishly, I want them to get on a phone call with me. I don't want just any Tom, Dick and Harry to come through my funnel and be able to sign up. Like that's, again, it's a very intentional barrier to entry. And I think that your soulmate clients are going to respect your decision to bar the entry, right? <laughs> to, to make it hard to work with you. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I just, I, I see so many people get lost and confused trying to do these really complicated launches that they don't need to do, that they end up hating in the end, when actually what they want is a handful of great one-to-one -one clients that are going to help them start their business, that are going to help them get to that, you know, 10k, 20k per month. Um, and I just don't think that launches are required. So for us, it's, you know, step four in our soulmate client process, it's what is your sales process and what does that look like? Do we start in a Facebook group? Do we start on Instagram? Do we start on TikTok? Can we trace that journey? And I think that the, the way that I teach it and, and one of my favorite testimonials I've ever got is that Elisa doesn't make mini clones. And I, and I really do firmly stand by that. You and your business will develop your own sales process based on how you like to show up. I can teach you how to have a DM conversation that leads to a sale. I can teach you how to have a really great productive sales school that gives people the transformation that they were looking for and that they thank you for at the end, while also still getting you the sale that you want at the end. I can teach you how to have a conversation in a Facebook group that leads people to wanting to work with you. What I can't teach you is what is your specific 
customer journey because that's going to be specific to you and to your offer. So that's why it's sort of in the in the middle of the soulmate client process because your sales process is going to have those fundamental uh, things that every business needs. But again, like we like to teach people to customize it to them and to how they want to show up because every single client is different. And that's, and I think that's a magical thing. So to recap, step one is always going to be your paid offer. Step two is always going to be your free offer. Step three is your content process. Step four is your profitable conversations. Step five is how to have a winning sales call. And then step six, last but definitely not least, is your getting results process, i.e. what's your coaching process? What does that look like? Do you know how to get people results or do you just know how to ask really great questions? Like, do all your clients have tangible outcomes at the end of working with you? Or do they give you really vague testimonials like, yeah, she helped me, she's great. That's not a tangible result that people can see themselves in. And I find that most coaching certifications, let me just get on my little podium for a second. Welcome to my TED talk. (laughs) Most coaching certifications don't actually teach you how to get clients results. First of all, they never teach you how to sell. But secondly, they don't teach you how to have those results-oriented conversations in a very succinct manner that I think most coaches are missing in their businesses. So what I want to know in this specific you know, step for the settlement client process is, again, it goes back to the paid offer. What's the result? And do you have the skills to keep a client on track throughout the process? Do we have the skills to recognize where is the client triggering you and where are you triggering the client? Do we have the skills to go to, to go beyond the 10, 20 questions that every coaching certification gives you and actually, like, do you have the skills to be okay with your clients hating you? Because in my experience, the coaching process isn't always, you know, fun and games. It, it's you pushing your client to sometimes their limits. It's sometimes you pushing yourself to embody the coach that you need to be. And I think that's a two-faceted conversation and it's a two-faceted step. It's like the coaching process for you, the coach, and the coaching process for them, the client. Um, And that's what we go into when we look at the soulmate client process because just as much as they need to show up in the coaching relationship, you need to show up as the coach in that coaching relationship. And I think sometimes that boundary gets blurred. So the soulmate client process, therefore, is these six steps and... Yeah, sometimes we go deeper underneath each step. Obviously, there are different ingredients to everything that we teach. But to give you an overview and to to make you understand that in order to be a fully booked, successful coach, we always start with the offer. We always look at what's the offer? How do we want to sell it? What's the process for selling it? You know, what's the content that goes into that? And how how are we actually going to sell it, right? And and how do we get people results? And I think it's the how do we get people results step that is almost always missing from every single digital online program. And I want you to start thinking about, do I actually know how I get people results? Can I, is it something that is measurable? Am I checking in with my clients? Am I, you know, am I monitoring their progress? Am I getting feedback constantly? Am I getting testimonials? Are people really clear when they work with me what they're getting? Because what most coaches don't do, see, or even track is their results. We recently did the Soma Khan Accelerator launch, 
and the freebie, quote unquote, I sent a survey out to my list and I gave people the testimonial process that we use to collect testimonials. And that process always gets us such great feedback because people just don't know how to ask. <laughs> don't know how to ask for testimonials. They don't know how to, you know, uh, they don't have processes in their coaching business. They sort of just show up for the conversations and hope for the best. And actually, I think that you can systemize your coaching process. You can systemize your coaching business and it gives you more freedom. You know, discipline equals freedom is one of my favorite Katrina Ruth quotes. And it's so true. When I started implementing more processes at each stage of our soulmate client coaching process, like the processes within the processes, you know, you're in the matrix now. <laughs> I, I started to really experience more levels of freedom, more levels of growth and more levels of profit too, because everything became easier. It became easier to track. It became easier to measure and it became easier to figure out what do we need to change based on the results that we're getting. And I think that most people just don't track anything in their businesses. And that's why they end up losing out and leaving money on the table. So I hope you loved that breakdown around the soulmate client process and how we teach it in our signature program. I would love to know what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Is there an ingredient that you've been missing out on? Uh, and Finally, how do you feel about having sales conversations? Do you love having sales calls? Do you hate having sales calls? It feels like such a controversial topic, but I would love to know your feedback. So you can DM me on Instagram at Elisa K Coaching and we can have that conversation because honestly, there are generally two types of people in two different camps and I would love to know your perspective so we can have a deeper conversation about it over on Instagram. But for now, thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I will see you in the next one. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.